Welcome to another episode of Cerberus featuring myself, Miss Bradley. It's another beautiful Thursday, and I hope that y'all are having a wonderful week. Um, today, I just want to talk about the holiday that we just had as a pagan. We have lots of different holidays. And it's really nice that they typically line up with times of the year and harvests. The majority of um, the pagan holidays tend to be for harvest or for welcoming of the sun or for any sort of fertility sort of thing. And we are currently more than halfway done with the year. Um, the first holiday is in bulk, which is February 2nd this year. Um, the second was Ostara, which is essentially Easter. Um, third was Beltane, and one of my personal favorites, um, which this year was approximately April 30th into May 1st. It's also known as May Day. Um, then there was Litha in June, and on Sunday we had Lignasa, which some people consider Lamas. Now, it's the same holiday either way, but the reason why it's also called Lamas is because when the Christian church became more prominent and it spread from Rome all the way over to the other parts of the Roman Empire and it reached Britain, there was a way to kind of adopt the old pagan traditions in that people would still celebrate and honor their old gods. And in order to, I guess, control them or to win them over, the church had to adopt certain aspects of a lot of the old holidays. You see it with um, in October, All Saints Day, or um, in some Spanish or, or more um, Latin communities, you see it with the Day of the Dead, El Dia de los Muertos, which is the same as Halloween. Uh, well, not the same as, but happens around about the time of Halloween. When you take some of the old traditions there, same thing, ha oh, and with Christmas, and we will talk about that at length at Christmas time and Yule, because um, there is a lot to unpack with that. Um, but with llamas, essentially what they did is they took the baking of the bread that is so central to Lunasa that um, they basically brought that into, and so llamas is the mass of bread, basically, llam, bread. Um, and the mass of bread. And so they had people take bread made with grain from the first harvest and it would be brought to the altar for blessings. And so that became Lamas. So what Lunasa is, and it's spelled much differently than what it's pronounced. It's pronounced Lunasa, um, but it is spelled like L-U-G-H-N-A-S-A-D-H. <laughs> you have to remember that this is um, an old Celtic thing. 
And Lou is the, basically, god um, of the sun, essentially. Um, Lunasa is the first harvest festival in the Wheel of the Year. And I just went over all of the festivals with you. Um, it's essentially um, known as one of the greater Sabbaths in the circle of the year, along with Samhain, Imbolc, and Beltane. So, for Wiccans, Pagans, what have you, it's when the god begins to lose his strength, and the goddess mourns his coming passing, which will happen at Samhain. Um, it's an old Gaelic holiday, and it honors the warrior god, Lu, whose name literally means light, um, or brightness, if you prefer. Um, he basically, like I said, he's a sun god, and he was part of the Tirnanam. Um, and Lunasa means the gathering of the light in Celtic. And essentially, um, it is a celebration to honor him. Um, this falls halfway between Litha, which is the summer solstice, and Maven, which is the autumn solstice. So that's why this year it ended up on August 1st, because it's directly in between the two solstices. Um, typically, it's a festival um, beginning, the very beginning of the harvest. So the very beginning of your harvest that was planted back with the very first bit of spring, usually wheat, corn, things of that nature, is going to start coming to fruition at this time. And so, like I said, a lot of the old pagan holidays circle around harvests because this is how people would mark the passing of time and what needed to be done for the different um, harvests. And so this is the first harvest. Um, some people say also that Lunasa is in honor of Lou's mother, Teltu. Um, and that's across Scotland, Ireland, and the Isle of Man. And essentially, that's the date that Lou defeated the spirits of Ternanol. It's also the same day that um, Emperor Augustus, um, he inaugurated Lugnanum as the capital of Roman Gaul. Now, Lugnanum is essentially, at least historians believe, it was ancient London. And if you are um, a fan of old stories and historical texts, or even old Arthurian legends like I am, you know that Lugnanum, oh, that's a mouthful, turns into Londinium, which was the beginning of um, London way back when. And um, that is also considered where King Arthur was meant to have had his castle and his circle, his uh, the round table. Um, now, mind you, King Arthur is still considered a legend. And no one has ever found accurate um, evidence that he was a true person with that name. Although there are many different kings that could have possibly been him. Um, and there's many, many, many different sites that it could have possibly been. But Lugnanum is basically the same thing. Um, so, part of Lugnasa, people would... Uh, walk up the mountains and gather berries and other like yummy foods and they would have events like the ancient Olympic Games so 
the Olympic Games started in Greece on Mount Olympus way, 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 way back when Pluto and Aristotle and all of them were around. And um, they basically had games such as shot put and they would um, have running and things of that nature. Well, the more British Isles kind of way was more horse racing or weapons contests, throwing logs and giant rocks, and uh, they'd have athletic competitions, and it was meant to represent Lou's many different talents, um, because he was a very talented warrior, Um, and so also they would honor him in other ways, because he was also a poet and a blacksmith, Um, he was big into crafting, and he was also a sorcerer. So people to honor him would also, you know, create things like poetry and um, blacksmithy and would be, would make things. Um, They basically would have a very solemn cutting of the first of the corn. And that very first cutting would be an offering to the deity and it would be brought up to the highest place and they would bury it. And it would be essentially a meal for all for the gods and they would bring some of the berries and they would then sacrifice a sacred bull um, along those lines if you know back then such things were normal it would bless the land and so essentially the different rituals just really centered around the harvest and the blessings of the land um basically meaning that things will be better in future and the harvest will be bountiful and the next two harvests will be just as bountiful. Um, There's also rituals around Lunasa of the idea of two gods fighting and struggling over the harvest. Now, in different interpretations, obviously, with it being Lunasa, Lu is victorious and the harvest is his. But, um, essentially, um, they have this sort of ideal in a lot of different um, folklore of the two gods fighting, you know, on, um, on Yule, when God gives his crown to the other and he reigns until summer um the equinoxes until summer where he gives his crown to the next god and he continues on this is a very common theme in a lot of pagan festivals is the decline of the god all the way up until the new rise of the new god it's a story of rebirth and renewal and so this plays a huge part because this is the beginning of the end for this particular god um so it's a celebration but it's also that the goddess knows her consort is about to die and she'll give birth to the new god don't think too hard into that one um she gives birth to the god he grows he becomes her consort then he dies she gives birth to the new god um Basically, what's nice about Lugnasa is there's a lot of different ways that you can celebrate. Um, basically, it's a lot of pagan holidays, which is really easy. 
you can do pretty much the same thing for all of them. What's nice about, for me, being pagan, is that we love food. We love food, and I love food, especially baking things like bread um, or having corn um, berries, that's things of nature. And, for, and so for Lunasa, definitely homemade bread and berries, nuts, grains, wheat, corn, all of those things are um, things you can eat and make food with on that day to celebrate Lou. You can also wear gold or green. Those are his colors. You know, gold, of course, because he's a sun deity. Um, the crystals that kind of go with Lunasa the most are carnelian, obsidian, copper, and malachite, and adventuring. And the flowers that girls would wear in their hair or would use to decorate are, you know, marigolds, sunflowers, zinnias, heather. Um, very pretty flowers. And typically, there are gatherings still for the Nassau, um, but a lot of people just kind of have nice little gatherings personally instead of large ones, like you would see with um, Beltane or with um, Samhain. But um, typically, you just practice a skill. He was a crafter, so you can paint. You can create something. Um, you can bake I, for one, made cookies. They did not turn out the best, but I still made them. Um, typically, you're meant to do bread, um, but I didn't have the stuff to make my own bread. Um, you can have a friendly athletic competition, race somebody, um, create an altar, make a corn dolly. Now, corn dollies are just little person-shaped dolls made out of corn husk. You put them on your altar to represent the harvest, and um, you just basically use them for that for the rest of the year. Um, it's, it's not that difficult to make them. It's not one of my favorite things, just because dolls are a little bit strange to me. I'm not a big fan. Um, but instead of that, you can always just use some sheaves of grain or ears of corn on the altar, um, and just kind of reflect on the harvest and be thankful. Um, it's, it's not, you know, there's no right way to do it. So it, it is what it is to you. It's whatever you want it to be. Now, I know I was late in talking about Lunasa. I honestly have been so wrapped up in my own things that I had forgotten <laughs> that it was coming until it was already here. And so last Thursday, I should have talked about this, but uh, things were happening. Now, the next holiday is Maven, and that's going to be September 20th through the 24th. Um, and basically, it's um, the equinox. So I need to actually look up exactly which day it is. It could be more in there. I think I need to look up and see exactly what day that's going to be um, because it's the vernal equinox. And so that I will try to cover at the correct time this year, um, this time. But essentially, um, that will be something that we will talk about then and um maven is a nice fun one because it's fall now here in florida you don't get a lot of fall when i was living in virginia you got so many pretty colors the the leaves changing and the red 
the yellows and the oranges and yeah, some still were green. And it was just so beautiful to just walk through the woods and experience different colors and the different, just different feel of the forest. And I will never forget one of my favorite times just walking in the woods while in Virginia. I was with my friend um, and she and I were just walking along this trail and the trail kind of got a little thinner and we didn't mind. We are both very, um, I don't want to say nature inclined because let's be honest, I'm spoiled and I need showers and a clean bed every night. <laughs> but um, we enjoy nature and we would find ourselves out on trails pretty regularly and making our own trails as well. Um, and so while we were out and the trail had thinned, we went a little further than most people usually did at thinned. We're just out in the woods and all of a sudden, we look up and there's this giant deer just looking at us. We didn't even hear him make a single sound. All these antlers. I mean, he was still young, but he had so many antlers and he was humongous. And he's just looking at us and we're looking at him. And it was just a moment and it was beautiful. And then he turned around and he left and we kept walking. And it was, it was an incredible moment I'll never forget. And how beautiful just the leaves and the trees and just the logs across the trail and across the ground and the squirrels and the trees and the birds, just everything with nature just being so beautiful and vibrant, even though everything was starting to... I shouldn't say die, but hibernate. And so that is the essence of Maven and what I will talk about when the time comes, obviously later on next month. But um, as of right now, we're heading towards a, um, if we're not already in by the time I look at it, <laughs> a new moon. And what's nice about new moon is it is about new beginnings. You have an opportunity to turn your back on the things that were bothering you this month and start fresh. You can start fresh and open like a new bud, just like the new moon begins and begins to wax. Um, it is a beautiful time for renewal. Um, if you are interested in certain spells for new moon, it's perfect time to do things that you wouldn't normally do under a full moon. Full moon gives this wild, chaotic energy, this this fullness to you, where you just have all this extra energy that you don't know what to do with, whereas the new moon is quieter. New moon, you're able to do things that you wouldn't be able to do at a full moon. You are able to start fresh, start new, you're able to do some of the darker shadow work that you need to do. Shadow work is extremely important in our journey. Um, it's not dark. Shadow work is essentially learning who you are and confronting your inner demons, confronting the things that you see in yourself that you might not like about yourself. Looking at yourself and saying, okay, this is part of who I am or this happened to me, 
or I understand what I've done wrong. And coming to terms with these things and learning to embrace your inner self, it's not easy. And that's why it's called shadow work. I myself have a very difficult time doing this because while I understand who and what I am to a point, it's difficult to look inside yourself and see your own demons and make friends with them. It's, it's very difficult to accept yourself when you know there are things that you've done wrong. There's things that have happened to you that are difficult. There's things that you can't cope with. There's things that you just don't want to look at. And that's okay. But eventually, to heal yourself completely and to truly find peace within yourself, you've got to do work. And that also includes healing generational pain. Um, things that go back to our ancestors. Our ancestors are within us. We are not just here by chance. You have your parents' DNA in you, and they have their parents' DNA. The, your ancestors are in your very self, in your DNA. And so if there is a generational pain, if there is a generational, I hate to use the word curse, but something that is laying there from generations before you, this is a way that you can begin to work through that trauma and that pain. And you see it in different families, things that they just don't talk about, things that, you know, people don't acknowledge about their families. It could be something from racism that can be something that you need to work on. It can be something along the lines of um, a pain in the family, something that no one wants to acknowledge. Um, it could be mental health. I, for one, my family definitely has mental health issues. And so these are things that you can begin to work on at the time of a new moon, and you can begin to heal yourself and your ancestors through yourself. That's a whole other um, sort of way of connecting to yourself, to your environment, to your energy is to confront your demons, do your shadow work, and just begin to heal. And so the new moon is the perfect time for that. And I encourage everyone to look within and meet who you truly are. And you might not like yourself at first. We don't always. But learn to make friends with yourself, who you are, who you want to be, and work towards what you want to be. It's extremely freeing and empowering to look yourself in the eye and know who you truly are and to move forward from that point. So I encourage everyone to do so. If you have an altar, I recommend that you freshen your altar at the new moon as well so that it's a new, bright beginning. 
If you had your altar set up for spring or summer, I recommend starting to switch it over towards fall because we are heading towards fall. Um, with that equinox, it will be the first day of fall, and we have that in about a month. Um, actually, a little over a month because it is the very beginning of August. Um, so that is something to begin. But I do recommend freshening your altar if you have one, lighting a candle and some incense, and just renewing the energy in your home. Cleanse out all the old energy, bring in new energy, and make your home ready for positive change and for new good things that are happening. The new moon gives us so much that we can do and is a nice calming energy to help us to heal and move forward with everything that we need in order to begin new adventures in our lives. Um, my apologies. My dog was doing something. Um, but this is a perfect time for these new beginnings. Um, it's also a great time if you are into reading tarot or, as I am, oracle cards. It's a perfect time to ask the cards if the path you're on is the correct path or if you need to make changes. Because, again, new beginnings. If you're on a certain path and you're not sure that it's where you need to be, ask the cards or pray however you choose to ask the universe to show you a sign that yes i'm on the right path or no you need to tweak your path now is the perfect time to do so doing so at a new moon gives you the beginning of that new path if that's necessary or if you're on the correct path then you know and you continue walking the way you are so With that being said, um, if you have new things that you want to try in your life, a new job that you're interested in beginning, um, a new path that you want to travel down, um, a new relationship that you want to look into, or a change in one of those things, now is the perfect time to do it. Talk to that person that you weren't sure that you wanted to talk to, or that you weren't sure you had the energy or the 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 gumption to talk to do it um put in that resume and see if you can get that new job um do something good for you something new something bright something exciting you won't know unless you try and now is the perfect time to put yourself out there and to try so i encourage you all to do that if you feel drawn to do so and for tonight, that's about all. I thank you for listening. As always, you can find me here on the Walker AC Experience. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Cerberus Magic. You can also email me at CerberusMagic at gmail.com. And if you choose to find me on TikTok as well, which I'm woefully not using as much as I should. Um, it is service service on TikTok. Um, I plan to start taking videos if I can figure out how TikTok works because I'm an old lady and I'm not sure how this thing works. Um, start showing some of my candle spells or incense and things of that nature on TikTok. So stay tuned for that if I can ever figure out how to make it work. Um, but just know 
that everything will be okay. Things are going in the right direction for you and everything will go well for you if you put in the effort. So, know that you are loved more than all the stars in the sky and I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you next time.